Hi everyone, and welcome to the Flip Side Podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us. We both work as youth ministers, and we're just realizing that there's a need to discuss the challenging and important topics of our faith. We also want to give you more than one perspective, and that is why we are called Flipside. Whether you're Catholic or not, we invite you to join us along for the ride. And so without further ado, welcome, welcome to, to Flipside. Flip Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Flipside Podcast. Once again, my name is Jeremy. Oh, I forgot to say joined by. Katie. <laughs> That's us. Welcome, guys, and we're your hosts. Um, today, we're going to be diving into struggling and kind of the initial stages of starting uh, our journey in faith. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that in a bit. But, Katie, before we jump into this, how are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in like two weeks. It has been a while. Um, I am doing really well. Um, my mom got married, which was Woo! so fun. Oh, it was so beautiful. It looked so, the pictures, and I was like, oh, this is cute. This it was really like cute. It was a very happy day. We put in a lot of work on the dance floor. Me and my little cousin, Jesse, we were, we were oh. tearing it up. <laughs> uh, no, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Um, yeah. Life is good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, this week has been good, I think. I don't know. It just started. But um, I also went to a wedding uh, the day after your mom's wedding. One of my former host families, them, their mom got married. Fun. Um, and that was just so fun. I stayed with her when I was on net back in 2017. I've still kept in contact with her and got invited to her wedding, and it was just so fun. It was just so good to be there and be a part of that. Um, no, but I've been good. Yeah, living life. That's great. Working. Haven't quit. That's good. That's a win in my book. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Katie, yeah, this week we're talking a little bit about, hopefully more than just a little bit about, but about struggling and about kind of initial stages um, and the things that are necessary to go through in our walk of faith, in our journey of faith. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any like thoughts? I think maybe we should talk a, a bit about those initial stages. Like it's yeah. going to be awkward, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not for everyone. Mm -hmm. What, are, you, what mm -hmm. are your thoughts? Do you have thoughts there? I think so. I usually have many thoughts. Um, initially, like when you're first starting out your faith, it is definitely going to be an adjustment period and a struggle. And I think that that increases the more opposite your lifestyle is to a Christian lifestyle. So if you're starting out and you are like generally a person who for the most part tries to live a good life, you don't really dabble in anything illegal or immoral, you know, you're kind of just, you know, living life, trying to be a good person, but don't really care about Jesus. Um, then that initial period of adjustment towards a life of faith maybe isn't going to be as different or as challenging or as new as somebody who has been living a lifestyle that's um, much more different, right? Where you're maybe dealing with um, more friends who are doing things that are opposite to the Christian faith. If you have done a lot of things that are not um, in line with Christian teaching, you know, whatever it is, I think that there will be um, maybe more initial struggles there. Mm. But that doesn't mean that it's not doable. 
um, it might just mean you need a little bit of extra grace um, from the Lord and also like grace with yourself to give yourself like to be patient with yourself as you as you get to that. I think those are initial thoughts. I think when you were talking, it made me like, I don't know, I'm a visual person and it made me think of, you know, that feeling like when you're in a hot tub and then you get into a pool immediately after. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so cold. Or vice versa. You're in a cold pool and you get into like a hot, mm-hmm. hot tub and it's like, oh my gosh, such a, a culture shock in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how it is when you're just starting out in your faith. Um, yeah. Kind of like you're saying, yeah, coming from a life contrary to Christian living, Christian teachings. Um, or like a different faith just like coming into this faith like there's just those like small little culture shocks um and as a convert like I definitely felt those um pretty early on and like for me like understanding the Eucharist and understanding a relationship with Mary I was like this is weird I don't understand this and it was just kind of like that jumping into a cold pool after being in a hot tub like like this is kind of a shock I was like well what the heck um those yeah those are good initial thoughts but even I think for me, there still are ongoing like awkwardnesses, awkwardnesses yeah. of growing <laughs> in my faith as a young adult. Like there's that stage of like you're in high school and you're living your faith and like it is what it is, you know. But once mm-hmm. you're a young adult, like it's like a whole new culture shock. Oh my gosh, or yeah. Of culture shocks. Like <laughs> yes. meeting other friends who are Catholic because I went to a Catholic school, so I had Catholic friends. Yep. But when I graduated, I was like, oh. I need to make Catholic friends. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just like perpetually trying to make more friends, make new friends. And it's harder as an adult. And there's those awkward interactions. Like if I go to like a young adults event or yeah. what have you, like trying to meet people at mass or something, it's like, what do I say to them? <laughs> like, I'm not sitting next to them, like in biology class or like, yeah. I don't know them at all. I don't know if I'll ever see them again, unless I say hi to them right there. It's just like those, it's just like a new wave of awkward moments, I feel like. Yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. And it really does require a good amount of getting over yourself, like really, as as is anything in our faith, but especially initially um, when you're first trying to grow in your faith and you're first trying to get involved in a community, like maybe when you're first like in high school or when you have your initial conversion and then even later when there's a new transition in life. I know I was talking to some of my college students about this. That's a huge transition in life. That's a good, that's a, that's a big place where you have to um, like build a new, new life of faith. And then again, post-college, once you're graduated and living um, in the world, that's a whole nother, again, another stage of life where you have to, um, yeah, really practice some getting over yourself, you know, um, I know for me, um, after college, when I was first starting to live on my own and work, um, it was super hard to find Catholic friends because I wasn't, I hadn't been involved in a parish in the Twin Cities in like four years, five years. Um, most of my friends that I knew from high school were not really practicing their faith anymore. Um, I lived far away from all of my friends that I had made as adults who lived out their faith. And it really was kind of like a, wow, what do I do? How do I, how do I find people who love Jesus? And, you know, thankfully there's a lot of opportunities around us. Um, but it did require a lot of like, Hey, do you want to go get coffee and like maybe be friends? You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's very real. No, I think that's true. Um, 
something that like we're actually talking about this at youth group the other day um because we were talking about having a relationship with the holy spirit and -hmm. like how the holy spirit will lead us and guide us and he like he wants us to have community and he wants us to share in this community of believers and we're even like touching slightly onto the topic because we were talking about on the podcast of like when is it okay to cut out friends type thing um and if you haven't if you have no idea what that what i just said just listen to our last episode (laughs) and that'll explain it but no like there's so many nuances Mm. um (laughs) as katie loves to say in like living out your catholic faith yes um and I i don't know it's just it's difficult um yeah so if you're wondering what we we're talking about just listen to our last episode and that'll explain a little bit more about what i mean in regards to maybe cutting out people from your life who aren't inspiring you to grow in holiness um but i feel like that brings us to a good point that we can like touch on is the idea of struggling um specifically through you know a christian or a catholic lens um because i feel like this world and I don't want to get too like on a soapbox, but I feel like it's so common for people to be like, oh, like do what makes you feel good. Like do, yeah. you know, what's comfortable, do what's easy. You know, you see a lot of people on social media who are like trying to like live out their dreams of being like an influencer or mm-hmm. like those kinds of things. And like, those are, those are difficult. Like trying to make those connections. Like, yes, that's difficult, but like you don't see as much people who are out like doing manual labor anymore yeah um Mm -hmm. and i think that's just speaking into the fact that we as like a culture nowadays are we immediately think oh a struggle that's bad like i don't think all struggle is bad absolutely no i i agree 100 percent. we as a society are obsessed with being comfortable 100 percent. like obsessed with being comfortable and in the odd cases that we're not and we're willing to be uncomfortable it's usually for the purpose of eventually being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like everything we do is as a society is based out of being comfortable and getting what I want. Um, and any suffering that we are willing to endure is, is still ultimately aimed at that purpose of being comfortable and being happy. Yeah. It's that idea of like, Oh, it's just temporary. Like suck it up. Like, no what is it no no pain no gain or something. yeah like, exactly exactly i think that's so true especially as like adults slash mm-hmm. young adults like financial comfortability oh yes it's like oh like it's fine like just grind work a lot or do whatever mm-hmm. so that one day you could be financially comfortable and like right. that's not a bad thing right like i think that's okay but it's when you think that like all forms of struggle is stupid and like it's bad like mm-hmm. I'll share a little bit like it was I think a couple of years ago I was going through some pretty um annoying and semi serious health issues and mm-hmm. it was just like affecting my daily life like mm-hmm. I was physically like uncomfortable physically not doing well and that was distracting me from a lot of other things yeah but like I'm so thankful for that time because like because of that time and like going through this like physical struggle like it made me realize there's so many people out there who also struggle physically and even more seriously than I did Mm -hmm. you know there's people who you know are completely paralyzed there's people who are in constant pain yeah and like 
now like I'm more aware of that and like I can love people better because of that struggle that I went through mm-hmm. and I'm not saying like oh I'm so like holy because of oh I have this insight into other people's lives it's like no like God I believe gave me that struggle so that I could understand other people's struggles and thus love them better yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely and I think there is such value to be found in struggles and in suffering that if we just like wish away all of our suffering or we try to get out of every single struggle we're in um, and try to make things as easy as possible for ourselves, we actually lose so much insight and growth, not just in the spiritual life, but also just as, as human beings, right? Like I know, um, that in various times of suffering in my life, and there's been a few periods of pretty intense suffering in my life, um, that one of them, like one of those times when I was in high school, absolutely prepared me to be a youth minister and prepared me Mm -hmm. to be a lot more um, compassionate for people, um, to be able to see signs of when people are struggling. It made me very insightful, very empathetic. and really just gave me the opportunity to be able to understand people on a very personal perspective when they are, when they're suffering mm-hmm. um, in, in a particular way. And obviously, like at the time in high school when I was suffering, um, I wished it away every single second of every single day. And I was like, Lord, why have you done this to me? Why are you letting this happen to me? And it, and it did take a couple years, right? Like that was six years ago. Now, I think I was 17. So yeah, about six years ago now um, that I was going through that. And I remember um, like it, it really was a rather recent that I started to understand like, oh, that's why that happened. Hmm. Right. Or now I understand that. So it, it took probably four years before I could actually get to a point where I was like grateful for the suffering um, and still like grieve the fact that I had to go through that while also holding space for the fact that like, no, I'm so grateful that I did because I am who I am because of it, you know? Um, and so there's that aspect of suffering. Um, and there's also just the aspect of, of suffering in that or, or struggling um, in that there is a lot of, um, there's a lot to learn about relying on the Lord through suffering. And we maybe can't actually learn how to rely on the Lord unless we suffer um, because there's nothing like suffering or struggling um, to strip away everything that you thought you were capable of and make you go, okay, Jesus, I have literally nothing. There's nothing that I have in this world other than you. So I need you yeah, and I need you to take care of me and I need you to take care of the situation because I literally can't. I think that's so true. And like, well, I have a couple thoughts, but one, I think the first one was the idea of like wasted suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the Lord wants to use that to bring you closer to him and it can teach you how to rely on him more deeply. Um, but also like we see that like there's this idea of like offering something up for others, mm-hmm. you know, um, and when you're going through something, when you're going through a struggle, like I just cut my finger like like instead of just like wasting that Mm -hmm. like 
respond virtuously and say, like, oh, I just want to offer up this inconvenience or this pain, like mm-hmm. for the souls in purgatory, you know, yeah. or for, you know, fill in the blank. And like, what, what kind of, I don't know. It's just, there's so, so much beauty in offering up your suffering for others. Cause literally that's what Jesus did for us. Like in carrying the cross, like there were so many moments that he like offered up for the sake of everyone else. Yeah. Like I think often uh, when people say like, Oh, the cru- like the crucifixion, like Jesus dying for you. Like, yes. Like think about like the nails piercing his hands and how torturous that must've been, but how he thought of us in that and how he prayed for us in that rather mm-hmm. than just saying like, Oh, dang it like this hurts and like throwing a fit like he was like <clears throat> like I still think of this person and I'm still praying for them and like that's so beautiful but like I think of like those smaller moments that I struggle with like when Jesus was carrying the cross and like how uncomfortable that must have been and like it's sliding or it falling like when I'm carrying my backpack on one shoulder and it's like sliding off I'm like oh this is so annoying like, <laughs> I hate my backpack. This backpack sucks. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, that small inconvenience. I'm like, this is stupid. But that's like my one thought is like wasted suffering. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like it is, I'm going to say nuance again. It is a nuanced subject, right? Because we're not meant to suffer, right? Like, that's a, that's a symptom of our fallen right. nature. And we absolutely can and should like mourn suffering in our lives and especially in the lives of our loved ones, right? Like we're not supposed to, when somebody is suffering and they come to us for comfort, say like, oh, well, at least you can offer it up. Like that's not really the most no. charitable thing to say because we need somebody to, like, we, oh, we need to carry, sucks. yeah, like we to need to carry that suffering alongside of them. Sympathize and say, wow, I'm... I can't imagine how hard that is, you know, and, and to have the grace for yourself when you are suffering to say like, yeah, this really does suck. Like I'm upset that I have to deal with this and also Lord help me to bear this well and help me to use this for good. I know in a, in a different time of suffering in my life, I was able to really put into practice this whole offer it up and it was honestly life changing for me. I I think about it probably on a weekly basis about just how impactful that was for my spiritual life. There was such beauty in being able to offer it up. Um, and as I was praying through this suffering, I really came to the to the idea and the understanding. And I, I think it was totally of the Lord that the suffering that I'm doing right now in my life, if I can offer it up well, it could be like the instrumental change in somebody's conversion or in somebody's thing. You know, so say you're discerning your vocation and there's a lot of suffering coming from that either in the waiting to get into seminary or the waiting for the right spouse or waiting to get into to know what convent you should enter whatever it is if you can offer that suffering of waiting for your future vocation that might be the difference in like your future children's walk with christ or it could be the difference in somebody in your parishes um baptism or it could be the difference in somebody that you work with in the convent and in them coming to know the lord you know mm-hmm. um the suffering that we do now is is worth something right the lord says that no tear is wasted and so if we can offer up our suffering and our struggles 
for a purpose, for a cause, and give it back to the Lord and say, if I can offer this to you, Lord, for some purpose, please please don't let it be wasted, you know, and, and offer it for something. He's going to hear that cry, right? He doesn't want um, our suffering to be wasted, and he won't allow it to be. We just have to offer it back to him. When you were talking, it made me think of, so when I was on net, um, my co-leader and I were like very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I like whenever we led like team prayer or we were like speaking to the team, we mm-hmm. just had very opposite views of things mm-hmm. like that complemented each other. Not like we disagreed publicly yeah. in front of everyone, but like <laughs> she would always say like, because Jesus just like loves you so much and like praise God that we're here, you know, like that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. like all happy and, but like yeah. also realistic. And then me, I'm like, Honestly, like you guys suck, and like <laughs> you're sinners, suck it up. Like that was kind of like my thought. Yeah. Um, and I think it was good that we complimented each other in yeah. it, and that we weren't both just like, you guys suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. like, I think about that like so often, like in my daily life. Um, like today, I was just writing a reflection, and it was about the gospel reading on Sunday Mm -hmm. um, kind of talking about like the wedding feast and you know how many people were invited but they chose not to come yeah and um blah 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 like I can go on and on like not blah 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 scripture scripture's great but (laughs) like it got me thinking of like these people who willingly don't choose who willingly choose a life apart from the Lord Mm -hmm. and like in scripture we hear right? Like wide is the the gate and the broad is the road that leads to destruction, mm-hmm. but narrow is the gate to heaven. Yep. And like, that just blows me away because like scripture is truthful. We believe in scripture. Um, and the majority of people are choosing hell. Yeah. Like not just a lot of people, like the majority of people, mm-hmm. like substantially less people are going to get to heaven than are going to get to hell. Yeah. And like the Lord wants all of us with him, but right is our choice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is like how we live out our life. Yeah. And like, I would rather take this narrow road to heaven. Obviously I still mess up and I need to grow and like, I need to, you know, choose a life of the Lord, like with the Lord, like every single day. Mm-hmm. Not even that, like multiple times a day. I need to like recommit <laughs> every to the single Lord. second of every Seriously. single day. I think last time you were talking about, you said something that was really cool. Um, we need to have an an eternity mindset. Oh yeah, or something mm-hmm. of the sorts. And I think that's so true. Like realistically, like when you're choosing to live out your faith, if you are surrounded by crappy friends, if you don't know how to pray if you don't want to go to mass because it feels awkward to go by yourself, Mm -hmm. like it is just going with status quo and staying with those crappy friends, continuing to not pray and like living your life in fear of what other people might think of you. Like, is that worth choosing hell? No. Like, no. Like freaking just go to mass. This is where I'm just like, suck it up and do it. Like, yeah. You know, like go to mass, meet people who look like they're your age, ask them to grab coffee. That's going to be weird, but you know what? Do it anyway, because like this life, shouldn't we shouldn't be choosing comfort. Um, Pope Benedict the 16th, 
I believe it was, said you, the world offers you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. Mm -hmm. And like, that's true. You were made for greatness. Stop living this life in fear. Like we're not made for fear. Like yeah. choose holiness. Be awkward. Like it's going to happen. Katie's so freaking awkward. And I'm friends <laughs> with her. It's true. I mean, I am too, but I just wanted to call Katie out. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. Be awkward. It's fine. It's fine. And also being awkward is not the worst thing that can happen to you. And if you think it is, you probably need to deal with some deep-rooted fear of abandonment or something like that you know like or even probably sin yeah yeah honestly we talked about let's that. talk about pride yeah. if if something awkward, awkward is the worst thing that you can possibly think of newsflash pride like yeah get over yourself like, and i also, and i say that to myself yeah, yeah. also say that like to myself too i and say also that we talked about this is that myself. sin is if not the biggest most important one to overcome because most if not all sin is like rooted in pride correct and like it because of that i feel like it's the hardest one to root out mm -hmm. so like oh absolutely yes suck it up and stop being prideful but also we we say that struggle we struggle with pride sometimes and we know that it's hard literally like, all the time every time i go to confession i was like yep i was prideful you know like <laughs> it we say things um a little bit abruptly because it's important but know that anything that we say we're also saying to ourselves to ourselves absolutely like but i think people need to hear that mm -hmm. because like this is like a cringy thing that i notice a lot more often <laughs> is people just are myself included sometimes but people are so like selfish oh, like yeah. they're like live as if you're the main character like it's about you like think about things from your perspective it's like mm -hmm. people aren't challenged to like think of things from another perspective right. they're so one track minded myself included sometimes i'm like i need to have things my way if my mother is listening to this she'll be the first person to tell you that it's like <laughs> my way or the highway but like <clears throat> like we need to start thinking about things in this eternity mindset absolutely in this scope of reality we need to be like choosing holiness, not mediocrity. I'm sorry. Right. Like, because ugh, stop being stupid, everyone. Exactly. Like, Jeremy. <laughs> especially Jeremy. No, I'm just kidding. But actually, uh, though, <laughs> no, especially Katie. Um, but in all honesty, like, I can't believe that it took me until I was 24 years old and a youth minister for two years to like actually have this conclusion hit me so strongly but the purpose of my life is not to live out my will it's to live out the father's will mm. and that means that yeah you're going to have to struggle against yourself and against your own desires and against your own desire to be not awkward or to not struggle and your desire to be comfortable you're going to have to struggle against that um because the cross is exactly that a cross we are always going to have to pick up our cross if we want to be with Christ, right? Because if he had to carry it, so do we. Ugh. Um, I know. Ugh. I don't want to, right? And I would love I it. I do, but I don't. Right. I do what I don't. And I was literally just praying this morning with um, St. Paul, Romans, um, St. Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 7, which basically is like, I do what I don't want to do and I hate it. But I can't do what I want to do, even though I feel better when I do it, you know? And I was just praying with that this morning. I was like, Lord, that's so me. I want to do the things that I know I ought to do, but I just don't do them. And I hate that I don't do it, but here I am, Lord. And it really just, I came to the conclusion of 
you know, and it, and it, it really is a humbling thought, but I can't do anything without the Lord. I can't even love him with my own heart. I have to love Jesus with Jesus's heart, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I think it's St. Therese of Lisieux who says that. um, And I realize more and more as I get older that my spirituality is so similar to hers. Um, Probably shout out to little flowers when I was a kid, but anyways, um, like Therese just gives me the ick. Okay, so she always has given me I've always been like grumpy with Saint Therese because she was like, Oh yeah, I've just been holy since I was three. And it made me so mad. Um, but she's kind of been following me my whole life. And the more that I get to know her, the more I'm like, Oh wait, I'm the one who's the problem here. She's it's one of those me. People who's like, Oh, she's so annoying because she's right. And it's so frustrating. Like Exactly. <gasps> Right, exactly. You're like, oh, you're always right. And you were just, you had it all figured out. And you died when you were 24. And you were like a doctor of the church. And it's amazing. And so, St. Therese of Lisieux, I know you hear all this because you're in heaven. I'm really trying to relate to you more. And it's been a struggle, but I love you. Because I know that. (laughs) I should love you, but I just. You don't vibe. You don't vibe. You don't vibe. But I need to start vibing with her a lot more because like. The majority, not even the majority, like a good amount of teen girls in my youth group love St. Therese and I always like give her <laughs> crap. But like I give my friends crap, so I think it's okay to give her St. Friends crap sometimes. Yeah. I think. Maybe. Not in like a not in like an actual <laughs> like heretical or like yeah, yeah, she yeah. sucks. Because she obviously doesn't suck. She's, yeah, in, she's heaven, in heaven. She's a saint. And <laughs> she's I'm better there, than us. <laughs> she's objectively better than me, even though it pains me to say that. <laughs> No, but I think, like, that's so true. Another thing that when you were talking about loving Jesus with Jesus' heart is something that we need to do. It got me thinking, and I was thinking about this earlier as you were talking about something cool, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking, like, on this topic of suffering and struggle, like, realizing, okay, this sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, don't just dismiss your suffering. Like, suffering is so necessary. Yeah which we talked about struggling is so necessary, which we talked about in those struggles. And in those times of suffering, you can view them as opportunities to console the heart of Jesus. Mm, yes. Like Jesus mm-hmm. on the cross so good. dying for you literally saw that, you know, in October of 2023 that you were going to choose to hit your snooze button instead of getting up to pray. Like yeah. he saw that and that like pained his heart, mm-hmm. but like, in those moments of suffering, you could like use that and offer it up for the sole purpose of like consoling consoling Jesus's heart. Absolutely. And like, there's so many other ways that we can console his heart. There's a really good book called Consoling the Heart of Jesus. Yeah. By isn't it Father, Father Michael, Michael Gately? Gately? Um, super recommend. I'll put it in the show notes to link it, but you should totally check it out. But I just think we need to when it what it boils down to is like we need to be living more intentionally mm-hmm. um absolutely and i say that to myself to katie and yeah. everyone listening. <laughs> we need to live more intentionally absolutely oh, i love i love 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 that idea of consoling the heart of jesus with our own suffering and i was actually gonna mention something about that earlier so i'm glad that you did um yeah about a year and a half ago i went through a pretty rough friend breakup and it was super super painful And as I was like 
dealing with like the fallout of that for a couple months literally the one thing that kept me going was like okay jesus like you suffered too i can just sit with you in the garden like in the garden of gethsemane just that clinging to christ saying like i'm right i'm right there with you and and offering that up for him and to say lord like if my suffering can even by just a teeny tiny little bit make your suffering on the cross less then it's worth it you know and obviously like i don't live that every day as much as i wish i did like i totally was the person this morning who hit the snooze button and like didn't pray as much as i like i i did make it to daily mass but i was like almost late you know and yeah i i definitely this was such a snooze button morning it was cold and it was dark and we did not want to oh your alarm went off much earlier than mine (laughs) (laughs) the sun was out and it was beautiful but i was such a like oh i'm laying in the sun and i just want to stay here yeah that was not my experience i also went to bed at like 2 a.m so yeah i think i went to bed at 9 15 probably sounds like katie oh yeah um (laughs) no but the beautiful i just had this beautiful like image when you're talking about consoling the heart of jesus and maybe i've read this somewhere before i don't think i have so i'm gonna credit myself if (laughs) credit the holy spirit jeremy i'll credit myself in no i'll credit myself yeah myself in collaboration with the holy spirit yeah um and if there's (laughs) it's a collab yeah it's a collab i'm just collabing with the holy spirit (laughs) i'm just kidding um if there's someone out there who's an author and you're like, I wrote this, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like consoling Jesus's heart, right? Like with the suffering that we have, instead of choosing to like wallow in this suffering and to like bad mouth it essentially and say like, this sucks and I hate this and like, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just going to wait till it's over. But rather when you enter into it and you're like, God, I want to offer up this suffering to console Jesus's heart. It's like, in a sense, it's like you're, picture yourself you're at the foot of the cross um and jesus is hanging there and like his full the full weight of his body is like pulling him down with the nails in his hands and in his feet and there's just all that pain picture yourself just like lifting him up a little bit to alleviate Mm. that pressure on the nails i love that like that's what i view when i'm talking about consoling the heart of jesus it's like you're lifting him up and you're giving him a little bit of rest from hanging there and like that's something that you can do in your life like when you see someone heck we've talked about it from like our point of view not ours but like the listener's point of view of like go up to someone after mask and ask them to get coffee like yeah it's going to be awkward blah 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 but like picture someone's coming up to you after mass like that could be a way to console jesus's heart by saying yeah i'll get coffee with you yeah like we we just need to be thinking about like living intentionally and Absolutely. like struggles struggles really do help i suffering struggles very much helpful yeah. like my room been a mess for a while mm-hmm. i was like i don't want to clean it it's gonna be so annoying like i don't want to i don't want to get up right now i just want to lay in my bed but yesterday i like spotlessly cleaned it and it's beautiful and immaculate right now and i feel so much better after going through those right. very small yeah. Active struggle of cleaning my own room of the mess that I made. But it's the self-discipline and it's the yeah. suffering of doing that. And I, I felt so good afterwards. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. I've had a lot of thoughts on suffering that I've written and put on my oh, yeah. Instagram. So I'm just going to read 
my thoughts on some initial thoughts on suffering not initial i guess we're almost done but some thoughts on suffering summed up because i've thought and prayed about it for like a year and a half okay you don't have to be afraid of the cross suffering is by its nature painful but that doesn't mean that it is something to be afraid of suffering was the means to our salvation and we don't have to fear that which saves us um to entering to enter into suffering with jesus is an invitation and a gift to walk side by side with jesus to calvary is so painful and so difficult um but it is such a, a priceless and privileged journey um to be able to share jesus's cross and to be his simon is a painful role um but i i always pray that if i can ease jesus's suffering by helping to carry the cross by carrying mine then i pray that i never turn away from that suffering Um, before every resurrection, there is a Calvary because of Jesus's victory over death. Suffering is never an end in and of itself, but is always a means. No suffering is pointless. No cross is meaningless. No tear is wasted. Jesus redeemed all suffering with his death and Calvary is never the end. Suffering as a Christian is inherently hopeful. And because of this, there can be peace and joy, even in the midst of intense pain and sorrow. We know that even if our entire earthly lives were spent in pain and misery, that we have a life of eternal joy awaiting us. Hope is the mark of the Christian, and it sustains us through suffering. There is more peace, joy, and hope to be found in doing the wrong thing, even if it's incredibly painful, than in doing the easy but wrong Mm -hmm. thing. Even though it hurts so badly, There is an underlying and abiding peace in choosing the good, no matter the cost. And that's so, so, so empowering. And then lastly, Jesus's suffering was our salvation and our suffering is our sanctification. And what I mean by that is when Jesus died on the cross and when he suffered for us, that saved us from our sins and it earned our salvation. But our own suffering in our own life is our sanctification. It's what makes us holy. What turn it's what turns us back to the Father. Um, it keeps us humble and it allows us the opportunity to grow in trust in the Lord through those sufferings. Mm-hmm. So those are some of my many hours of prayer on suffering put into I don't know, two minutes. You guys are welcome. You didn't have to pray for hours to get those nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> See? Just don't pray. Go to Katie. I'm just <laughs> please don't do that. Please pray. Do not do not come to me. I am not yeah. the source yeah. of any of that. That's all Jesus. And yeah, thankfully yeah, yeah. he tells me things. Amen. Amen. Um yeah. I, I have a feeling that we will one hundred percent be talking about suffering again. I hope so. It's um, my favorite topic. It it is a good one. Um so yeah, I hope to to talk about that again. Um we're wrapping up uh this time of ours together. Um, Katie, before we wrap up, what are, what are some things that you're looking forward to this week? Um, my softball team finished in first place (gasps) for our fall league. Um, and we have playoffs on Thursday. Um, so I'm really excited to see how we do in playoffs. Um, yeah, I didn't do, I mean, I was a very middle of the road player, I, like, wouldn't mess things up too badly, but I definitely wasn't making any, like, of the spectacular plays. I just, I didn't mess things up, but I didn't help a lot either. I was pretty, like, 
middle of the road. It was a good time. Um, I loved it. Yeah. I wasn't screwing everybody up. But anyways, so I'm excited for that. Um, Not so excited for the philosophy or for the metaphysics midterm I have to do on Saturday. But I'm sure it'll be great. How about you, Jeremy? Well, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go see Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, in film Ooh. at AMC. That sounds so fun. I was just like, how can I how can I work this in? <laughs> how can I tell everyone that I'm going to see it? Because That's so it. exciting. But I'm going to, just as hard as I'm going to go at this concert film thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to go even harder at Sunday Mass. Mm, amen. I'm really pushing myself to do that. Because I need to stop, like, real talk. Like, I, I love Taylor Swift and I love her music. But I, I need to hype up Jesus more than I'm hyping up Taylor Swift. Mm. And that's me being vulnerable with everyone right now. So I want you guys, really, actually, as we're closing out, like, to think about those things, like, that yeah. you're placing over Jesus. Yeah. Um, don't celebrate those things. Like, definitely see how you can weed those things out. Um, no, but I'm, I'm glad that you guys joined us today. Uh, Kitty, it's been a pleasure talking about one of your favorite subjects. Um, yeah, I appreciate a lot of the wisdom that you shared. Um, thanks. Likewise. Likewise. Um, so guys, we will see you next week on the flip side. Da, 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 da. I, don't, I think we're done. I think we're done. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Jeremy. My name is Katie. And we'll, we'll catch, catch you on the flip, flip side. side.